your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to it's Wednesday, right? It's Wednesday, but it feels like a Tuesday because we didn't have a Monday. Um, we need to get into a, a world where we just always had a Monday off. Not a world where we have Friday off. The, the notion is we should have Friday off because then we have a long weekend, but you really want to have Monday off because Friday is kind of like a happy day anyway, right? It's always kind of a, you're kind of an upbeat mood and maybe you don't get a ton of work done. <laughs> uh, and I know, I know a lot of people get to leave early, a little bit earlier on a Friday. Like there's that a little bit. So uh, we got to keep our Friday and then just have, you know, if Joe Biden can cancel Monday, let's do that. Joe Biden. I mean, I feel like he could win a presidency on, we're going to cancel Monday. No work on Mondays. National Labor Day every Monday, <laughs> except if you're in retail, then you have to work because I'm sorry. It's kind of the show I did yesterday. I'm not going to, I'm not going to repeat it, but uh, that's the show I did that yesterday. Coming up here in a little bit is Heather Drivold. She's the executive director at the Cooley Region Humane Society. If anybody listens to the show consistently, probably the, my favorite thing to do is talk to people about animals. And obviously uh, Heather's dealing with animals all day long. Every day at the Cooley Region Humane Society. So if you, if you have questions, shoot me a text, 608-785-7914. Uh, you know, I always want to, you know, one of the questions always on my list is, is kind of the weirdest, what's the weirdest, maybe most unique animal you have right now that you could go adopt? And um, and then just kind of in general that she's had to experience over there at the, or just in her life. You know, she's probably done this at other places, so... Uh, we'll talk to to Heather here in a little bit. Brad Williams was just over, and if he's listening, maybe he'll run over here, but he was just over at the, well, he wasn't at the fish hatchery building, but they just had a public comment session on the fish hatchery building. And if you don't know what that is, because I didn't know it until Brad started calling it that, it's also the old Explore Lacrosse building. Otherwise, that building on the north side of Riverside Park. There was a public comment session, a public input session on what to do with that building. And I don't, I haven't talked to Brad about that yet, but we could talk about that at the bottom half of the show a little bit. If it's, uh, I'll go talk to him and see if it was interesting. I'm always curious as to how many people were there. I think it was an hour long. So how many people showed up? Because this always happens. We have these public input sessions and this kind of an ongoing theme that we talk about on the show every once in a while, how important is it to have public input sessions because it never seems to bring about the public to give input until the city or the county decides this is what we're doing. We've public inputted enough. We've given you five chances over five weeks or five months to give us input on what to do with the thing that we're doing. And now we're going to do it because we, you know, we've hired, we've elected people to make these decisions. We've influenced these elected officials as to our opinion, if they're in our area, you know, in our district or whatever. And now they have decided this is the thing we're going to do. And then that makes all the people mad. Not all the people, just the people that are maybe mostly affected by the thing, whatever the thing is. So uh, once they decide what they're going to do with the fish hatchery building, uh, you know, first we, we already have some neighbors of that building 
mad that they might make it a beer garden or a wedding reception or wedding hall or whatever because they don't want uh, those crazy dang kids over there drinking beers, shotgunning beers outside their their uh, their apartment complex across the road, down the road, and in a park. <laughs> so uh, it's the, the the fish hatchery one, the Riverside Park one, is the hardest one of these like input sessions and uh, rail rails against the thing that the city would like to do because it's in a park. You don't want people to be doing a thing at a building because it's right next to your where you live, but you're already living next to a park. So um, I always keep coming back to that. It's kind of a broken record, but if you got an opinion on that, 608-785-7914. Tom is calling. He's He called right away, so I have no idea. I think Tom has got a, something on his own agenda. Tom, do you have do you have your own agenda today? No, well, uh, you have, the first thing you said was the... You thought we should have Mondays off. Yeah, like a national every Monday is like a part of the weekend. Okay, but uh, you can seek the counsel of your elders and look it up in the Bible. The suggestion is that you work six days and you take the seventh day of the week off, which is Saturday, the Sabbath. Well, that's just people that, like, are Christian. You're in a Christian nation, Rick. No, no that, I don't know. I mean, Yeah, read read. The Second Amendment, and then read the First Amendment. The First Amendment is freedom of speech. The Second Amendment is no, I get not. to... Not completely. <laughs> okay. Read the whole thing. Wow. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, so Tom actually wants Saturday you have to work. So anyone who's Christian, according to Tom, so Christians out there will have to work that Saturday to make up for the people that aren't Christian that get that Monday off. So if you're Christian religion... You got to check a box on uh, maybe on your tax form that will that will enact the your availability to only have Sundays off and Sundays you definitely get off. But for you Christians out there, you'll have to work six days a week. And for non-Christians, you check the non-Christian box and uh, you get Saturday, Sunday and Monday off. So that's how we'll do it. Got it figured out. Um, All right. I'm going to take a quick break. Brad's Brad does have to do the news. And then I'm going to bring Heather Drivel, the executive director of the Cooley Region Humane Society, on with me. It would be nice to bring her in here, but now we've got um, a Delta variant raging. So I don't, because if I, if Heather was able to come in here, I feel like we, we, would, we would bring the, the cutest whatever animal, at least a puppy, right? Or a dog of some kind, and we'd show it off on the, on the uh, Facebook Live video. But at least then I would get to hang out with a dog for a little while, so... All right, Brad, coming up. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talking text line. It's going to be the text line for now. Heather Drivold's on. She's the executive director at the Cooley Region Humane Society. Been doing that six years. Heather, is this, did you just work your way up to executive director there? or I, were you? I did, actually. I've been there for 15 years and had a number of different roles, so it's it's a great place to be. I'm, there's a lot of animals and a lot of good that can be done. Yeah, you know I'm going to do it. Did you just start as like the uh, dog crate cleaner? <laughs> no, no. I actually started as a customer service associate at the front desk. Now, how much dog crate cleaning do you have to do? Do you get to delegate that at least, or is even the I executive? Do. I do. So the executive director never having, have, actually having to get the shovel out, huh? 
Well, I will if I have to, because sometimes we all have to jump in. It's good for morale for the for the other workers to see the big boss out there, you know, picking up whatever. Well, and I I do enjoy. I mean, the reason I'm there is because obviously I love animals, so I do enjoy being able to do sometimes little things that can kind of put me in close proximity to some of those furry friends. All right. The last I looked, we we uh, so w- you guys are doing this for the second consecutive year. It's called Rounds for Rec- Rescues. I want to I want to get this out there right away because I just I think a lot of people could sign up. Um, you know, it's it takes place next Friday, I believe. Next Friday, I'm looking. Yeah, next yeah. Friday yep. uh, at Fox Hollow Golf Course. It's just essentially uh, you get a four person team, play some golf, two hundred sixty bucks, eighteen holes. Uh, you can rent. There's a there's some chances if you hit a hole in one. Uh, to win a Jeep from uh, Johnson Block CPA. You can win in $25,000. Uh, that's from First Business Solutions, uh, but rounds for rescues with Al's Auto Body. Uh, this this is something you did last year. I think the, the coolest part of this is you're going to bring some animals to this thing, huh? Yeah, we'll have our pet therapy teams there. So when you get there in the morning, they'll be there to greet you, and then they'll be there hanging out when you guys wrap up. Um I think we'll have about six teams there at any given time, so they're always a great joy to have around and love, 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 love being in the people's eyes, those puppies. Yeah, I feel like we could just, like, each team gets a dog to, like, run around the golf course with. No. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be an awful, there hopefully will be lots of teams. That'd be a lot of dogs running out there. Yeah, right. I just, well, I I guess maybe Fox Hollow wouldn't enjoy that unless all all the teams brought poop bags with them. (laughs) Um, but okay. So when you, when you say pet therapy teams, is this something that the humane society does? Like, Hey, I need a pet therapy therapy team to come to my, I don't know, business. Is this, am I creating a business idea for you? No, actually we do do that. We go down to businesses, um, so that they can have kind of a de-stress day. We'll also go to college dorms and we, in the past, we tend to go around finals week and there'll be different teams set up in different locations and students can just go and kind of de-stress and get a chance of pets when they probably aren't able to have them where they are. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, going to college for me was, was not, it wasn't difficult, but it was a little de- depressing because I had to leave my dog at home and she was then an hour and a half away. And I, yep. I suppose a lot of people go through that. So, yeah, getting the chance to. Is it always a dog, though, Heather? Um, we actually have two cats in the program, but uh, right now it's mainly dogs um, with about 60, close to 70 teams. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Um, no pet therapy like ponies or anything like that? Nope, not currently. Not we yet. have had one a number of years ago, but right now, um, looking for anybody to join, though. We're always accepting applicants for pet therapy. Uh, it's about your pet wanting to be in those situations. I mean, we never want to force a dog into having a bunch of children around it, of course. So, Oh, yeah. My my golden retriever, as long as you have what I call a baby, but a stuffed animal for her, she she would uh, really enjoy just the, like her tail might fly off, though, is what would happen, <laughs> I think. Um, yeah, we- yeah. So, so can just do you need people to donate, not donate their pets, but like offer their pets for this, or people to actually, uh, actual people to work for this? Actual people with their pets. So it's a team set up, and we do have lots of teams, and we are just been starting to get back into the hospitals again, and hopefully they'll still keep us in there for right now. But um, we also go to the library. I think all of those are still on hold, but right, I mean, we do 
reading with children and trying to give them that sense of normalcy. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a weird time to be <laughs> like almost right. the, the the most important time to have pet therapy is is like the hardest time to to do it safely too, I, I suppose. Um right. or dog or uh or cat therapy or pony therapy. Um emu therapy, can we do that at some point or not? No. I mean, if you had an emu that would fit the profile, <laughs> we would talk to you. You might be the most popular person if you could do emu therapy. Um I okay. mean, everybody would want an emu come into their job, right? Right, definitely. <laughs> yeah, bring in if I if I just had an emu outside my, you know, restaurant or something, uh, not inside, but outside, I think a lot of people would show up and then maybe buy some food from me as well. Right. Take a bunch of selfies with the emu? Yeah, for sure. Uh it's kind of like having the blue baby in town like people always want to go and see hatched baby outside of city hall and get a picture with it uh we're speaking with heather drive all she's the executive director at the cooley region humane society but doing that part that part of the job six years but there for 15 years uh last i checked heather you had about 270 animals in care i are we still around that a little high i'm a little high now yep yep so right now or as of end of day today we had about 220 okay and an enormous amount. I think there's almost 125 or right around 125 in foster care. And that is such an important program that we do right now. And we are still looking for more homes for our foster kitties. The majority of them are cats. I think there's only a handful of dogs in foster. But really looking for somebody to just take those cats in. Um, we have a lot of moms with that are nursing so as long as you take care of mom, she usually does really well in taking care of her babies. And we provide all the medical care and all the supplies you'd need to be a part of that program. Okay. So what you're saying is some people are going to get a mom and kittens? Yes. Oh, and that's that sounds fun. Is it uh, is it a lot of work or not at that point? I mean, not if, not if you have mom involved. If you take kittens without mom, they're a lot more work. Mm-hmm. Um, coming from somebody who's done both, I would prefer a mom. Because she does the majority of the feedings and cleanings. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we have lots of different options. We also have cats that are just really, really scared and really shy, and we're looking to give them some comfort and love so that we can get them into a home and they're not so scared. Yeah, so a lot of, and then just, is it always, it's it's always cats, right? Like, there's always a lot of cats there. Why do you think that is? Is it, is it just because they, they, there's a lot more kittens being being born? Yeah, I think that um, there's a lot more cats that are allowed roaming and kind of indoor-outdoor cats, and not all of them are fixed. And if they're not and they're outside, well, they're going to probably come home with a surprise. Yeah, I, I know some friends that have actually brought uh, kittens to you with and without mom because because it's it's sometimes hard to catch the, the mom when she's uh, just kind of, yeah. what do we call her, feral? Is feral? that what we call it? Yeah. Um, all right. Around along with rounds for rescues, you guys are also doing what you call sip to save. Is that what it, what it's called? A, a, another thing that yes. you're doing there. What is that? That is that is um, our annual beer and wine tasting. Uh, this year, it is set up just the same as last year, so it's under your own woof, and we have drink kits essentially, so wine and beer baskets for seventy dollars. Um, You'll get wine from Lost Island, beer from 608 Brewery, Pearl Street Brewery, and Sand Creek Brewing Company. Then there's some assortment of snacks and some chocolate truffles and some monogrammed reusable pint glasses. 
All right. So that's and then all that stuff goes to to benefit you as well, to benefit the Cooley Region Humane Society. Um yeah. all right, I, I teased this before you came on a little earlier in the show, but uh, a couple of a couple of things. Uh, let's go like because last week when I when I read you had about two hundred and seventy animals in there, I think there was a couple of, I'm going to get this wrong. There were a couple of bunnies or one bunny and a couple of something else. I can't remember. You, you had, obviously you had cats and dogs and then you had, oh, yep. maybe guinea one, pigs. one we guinea pig. We have a pig. handful of guinea pigs there it right is. now. And one bunny. So do you, do we still have like that assortment or is there some other goofy animals that have made it, made its way, their way to the Cooley Region Humane Society? So right now we do just have those, but we did recent, oh, nope, I'm, take that back. We also have a goldfish available for adoption. <laughs> oh, really? They do. Um, And we end up with lots of different things uh, often. So just a couple weeks ago, somebody found a brown anole, a baby, in their garage, knew that it wasn't native to the area, brought it to us. And I did go ahead and adopt that one because it was about the cutest thing I've ever seen. Oh, so, so the executive director pulled rank and just adopted one of the animals? Well, I waited until the stray hold was up, yeah. and then there was no owner that came forward. So, but yes, then I did adopt it. All right, so I'm going to have to look this up. A a, a, a brown and knoll. Okay. Yeah. I don't even know how to. I'm just the gonna... most common ones that they would sell in pet stores are, are green and knolls, and actually, you could go and buy them from Petco or PetSmart for six ninety nine, I believe. All right. So Google doesn't even know how to spell that. Like, let's do this. What if I add lizard to it? <laughs> I don't even like like doing a spelling show on. Okay, there we go. Brown and no lizard. Interesting. All right. Does it have a little orange thing under its chin or not? It doesn't. It doesn't. Okay. I don't know if it's too young or if it's a female and they don't have them. So. Okay, and what do you? We'll, we'll what, be surprised. We'll wait and see. And uh, are you going to teach it tricks, like to sit, lay down, anything like that? <laughs> no, I, I don't think that. He's very trainable right now. <laughs> so that thing, so that thing, sat at the Cooley Region Humane Society for a while, and then you're like, okay, I got to take this home because it's too cute. I did, I did. Well, my daughter has been wanting a lizard for a while, so it kind of came through that avenue of the children <laughs> wanting. Oh, for sure, <laughs> children you gave wanting in. their own pets. You gave in. Um, then did you I, have a? Did you have somebody at the Cooley Region Humane Society vet you to make sure you were okay to bring it to uh, to adopt? I did. I did. I did the standard process application, just like everyone else would. How long does something like that take? I want to get a cat. I want to get a dog. I want to get a lizard. And I go to you guys. Uh, you know, you you have it. I want to adopt it. How long does that process take? About so. Depending on how many appointments we have throughout the day, we can process an application fairly quickly. And as long as everything is approved and your, you know, what you're hoping for matches up to the animal's personality that we have, we could attempt to do it in the same day. Okay. Do you go to like the person's house to make sure that they, I don't know, like what, how much? We how do much, not. No, nope. you don't. Okay. Nope. We, we're hoping that everyone's honest and that, um, they're adopting for the right reasons and that their, you know, vet checks work out and we're making good matches. Now we're speaking, we're speaking with Heather Drival, executive director, Cooley Region Humane Society. Um, a couple of months ago, we talked with a lacrosse County Sheriff's deputy that had to chase down the emu in West Salem uh, in a very funny, 
scary video. <laughs> I don't know. To you know, after after the fact, I think he learned that you know maybe you don't want to go and tackle an emu because they can right. they, they can they can quite literally kick your head off. And an emu is essentially an ostrich, if that makes more sense to people. Um, you you must have seen that video. Can you just talk about that whole situation a little bit? I did. I saw the video. Um, we did receive the call at the shelter, and animal control also responded, and they did end up assisting in the in getting the emu back to its owner. So it had a very happy ending, but, yeah, it was a very weird call coming in, and I was like, are they sure they know? And, but yeah, they sure knew, enough. and they were right, and I was just surprised. Well, that's not the that's not the first time you've had to deal with it. There must be like an emu farm somewhere around here. I don't know if it's farm there, or what. Yeah, there was another time, but it is a different location that we took in an an emu running loose in the city of Alaska, and it actually was wearing a pink collar. And we found the owner, and the owner had a pink leash to match, and reclaimed it. <laughs> So wait in Alaska. So somewhere in Alaska, somebody's like walking their emu down. Well, the- <laughs> no, they were they were transporting them, stopped, and it had gotten out of the. Okay, that makes trailer sense. that it was in. They're not. I don't think that they're walking them well, on the sidewalk. Got, but well, if it's got a collar and a leash, you know, you take your it emu did for have a walk. Collar and a leash. I mean, how else do you get your emu some exercise if you don't have a fenced-in yard? <laughs> well, in the city limits, I'm pretty sure they're not allowed, but. Right. We're going township of Alaska, then, I guess. No, um, yes. um, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. The cow that was in the backseat of a car at, uh, at, the, at the McDonald's, and then we learned that it was a calf and there were two other calves. Uh, is that a story that you saw? Or, uh, I did, yes. <laughs> I saw that as well. And I feel like I've seen one of goats in the Walmart parking lot in Wisconsin as well. I think that the, that's, it's Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah, and, and Walmart, I think a lot of people can park there overnight. I think that's kind of like a, a thing that they let people do. So maybe maybe a horse, tra- a goat trailer, a goat hauler. Was... No, it was in the back seat. <laughs> oh, they were in the back seat. Okay, I was thinking maybe they got loose and were running around the parking lot creating all kinds of havoc. Um, but, you know, you talk about, like, adopting this uh, brown and knoll lizard. Uh, is there, do you just have, like, the top, the weirdest animal that the Cooley Region Humane Society or maybe the funniest thing that you guys have gotten in there? What's your, like, top three? Oh, man, top three. So we had the cutest ever potbelly pigs. They were, one of them was running down the hallway at UWL. It's been a handful of years ago, so that was fun and interesting. Um Oh, so somebody, you know. some college student must have smuggled in their potbelly pig maybe yeah, into the dorm? Yeah, I, I feel like it was a prank of some kind that ended up very odd. Nice. So that was a weird one. Um, I'd say the emu with the pink collar. I mean, I do talk about that one to this day, and it's probably at least six years old. So that's definitely a top one. Yeah, there's no um, there's no timestamps on these. I mean, you get the weird animal. It's it's that's gonna la- that's gonna stick with you forever. So uh, probably everybody that worked there at the time still remembers that as being the weirdest thing that they had to experience there. Yeah, we did have a um, lemur that we had to help quarantine for the health department, and that was very interesting. He liked to poo and then wipe his hands in 
whoever on your shirt oh, or God. wherever he could reach to you. People toilet paper. That's what I call that. So I know it was, it was very <laughs> interesting of a behavior for an animal, but it was adorable. Yeah, I went into one. One. I know. I had to bring a raccoon in there because I uh, distemper is what it what it had or oh, what it sure. ended up having. I've I just found it laying in my yard. I, that's a problem I have. I'm in Houston County. We don't have a humane society. We don't have really any avenue to. So it was nice enough for you guys. I, I know you probably don't do that a lot, but I I just I didn't know what to, I might have even lied. Honestly, I might have even lied and said I found it. In Wisconsin. <laughs> I was going to say you're not supposed to transport yeah. wildlife across state lines. Yeah, I probably did but... that. I probably I probably probably. Lied, lied to you, but, but I, sure. I, I didn't want well, to. Although, if we we if it had true distemper, we could have probably gotten permission from the DNR to not help spread that any further. Yeah, do you get that a lot? Just a lot of people. The, the the problem with a lot of people, they come to you like me, but but there's no other avenue for people outside. Maybe I don't know. What are are you in like a three county we, area there or something? Yeah, we do. And I always recommend people to you know voice their concern to their. Council members or you know, board, whoever yeah. in their district that can actually make changes because there's a lot of changes that need to be made to help benefit animals, and they're the ones that can do it. Yeah, you wouldn't know how many times I've called the uh, Owl Center with uh, – I've had an owl in my fireplace, and I had – uh, oh. Some grebling or something, some some waterfowl that that was on land and couldn't take off. Uh, so I've called the Houston uh, Inter- the International Owl Center there in Houston, and I've uh, I've called the sheriff's department because they I've had stray dogs, and I'm yeah. like I don't know what to do with these, and they're like well, we don't either, and I'm like come on, what you're the what? Well, I'm gonna go put them back out in the road was what I what I said to them. They're like well, don't do that, and I'm like well then. Uh, come do right. something with these stray dogs. So, right. So uh, every time you encounter that, you should email the mayor or yeah. talk to somebody who can spark change. Yeah, definitely. All right, Heather Drywell, I, I really appreciate you coming on. Um, I'll do this one more time. Uh, rounds for Rescues, you can sign up, radiostuffstore.com. The money goes to help the Cooley Region Humane Society. It's next week, Friday, September 17th. Uh, a lot of prizes to win there, but uh, I appreciate that. And you guys, how do we how do we get involved in SIP to Save for uh, to benefit you guys? Yeah, go to our website, which is www.cooleyhumane.com, our event page. You can find everything about Rounds for Rescue in addition to SIP to Save on there as well. All right, thanks so much for joining me. Thank you. All right. That was Heather Dreibold, Cooley Region Humane Society. We'll be back. We're running late. All right. Welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text life. You want to get in here. Appreciate Heather Dreibold coming on and having some fun talking animals and what they're uh, what they're going through at the Cooley Region Humane Society? What did she say? Uh, Two hundred and twenty animals there right now, and they're really looking for uh, people to foster, uh, mostly cats, probably a couple of dogs. There's always a couple of dogs, and uh, so if you want to foster, it would be interesting to foster mama cat and her kittens. Um, I feel like that would be awesome. I have a dog, so I don't. My dog kind of ignores cats, but I don't know how mom would react uh, with a dog around. So I'm probably not a good uh, person to have foster animals. But they're always looking for people to foster, and it looked like, um, oh, they had uh, they have pet therapy teams. So if you want to get your, and I didn't talk to her about um, what it takes to have your dog certified for pet therapy. I think they do have to go to a through a test. 
I know if you Google like uh, <laughs> if you want to know how my my dog um, would go through uh, some kind of pet therapy test, I think if you just it's one of the the top things on YouTube. You just Google like golden retriever test. Uh, it, it it comes up. So essentially the dog has to come to you, but walk through a bunch of not obstacles, but uh, things that would grab its attention as uh, things like uh, giant plates of food and toys and whatnot. And uh, this golden retriever spoiler alert uh, does not make it to its owner on the other side of this path or hallway, essentially uh, without grabbing every piece of food on every plate and taking every like toy on its way, which is exactly what my dog would do. She would eat everything. She wouldn't listen to me, but she's 11 years old. So uh, number three is calling in. Number three, you're on the air. Go ahead. You know, you're a lucky man, Rick. You've got Millie the dog and you got a girlfriend. What more could you want in life? Well, the girlfriend's got a dog too, and the dog likes me more than her, I think, which is kind of How you could have a problem. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's I've, I've honestly, number three, I've honestly asked her that. I go, because the dog will just follow me because she, uh-huh. she works more in the day and I work more in the night. And uh, when I'm home, I'm kind of up and up and about at uh, pretty late into the night. And I'll go upstairs to work on the computer. The dog will follow me upstairs. I'll go downstairs to the kitchen. The dog. Will, so she just follows me wherever I go while the girlfriend's sleeping. And I'm always like, hey, are you okay with your dog liking me more than you? And she's like, yeah, I think it's cute. So we're good. Well, the dog's lonely. Oh, for sure, but she, yeah, I just don't know I, when she I, sleeps. She sleeps right I, now, I guess. I, did I accidentally, or hearing things this morning, did I hear you on the, chat, or the show early this morning? I probably, I had to do a couple of newscasts because Scott is off this week. If you haven't oh, noticed, okay. the Scott's comments have been guest comments this week. And William Garcia, the La Crosse County Democratic Party chair, will have the quote-unquote Scott's comment tomorrow. But uh, I did some newscasts this morning and I, I didn't ask Brad uh, the format to do the news, so I just did them like I do in the afternoon, but I wasn't sure if I did them right. You shot it from the hip, in other words. A, a little bit. I just, I mean, you can't screw it up all that much, but I just no, kind of... did you keep the guy on his weather report on the sixes? Well, that's up to Mike. That Mike can do his weather on the sixes. Oh, okay. And, and then if I I'm, know you went through a big ordeal there that three days you were with him. I know, that was... His place. Well, that was... Anyway, the reason I'm calling... About the uh, the old fish hatchery down there. Yeah, I was talking with some of my old crony friends the other day. You know, in the seventy-five to eighty-year-olds. Yeah, and we thought that would be a good place for wedding receptions, for receptions that are fiftieth and over. Oh, just the people are more quiet when they get older. You know, and you know after your fiftieth wedding anniversary. You, slow down a little bit, not as much beer drinking and hooting and hollering going on. Wait, so it would be anniversaries that we're celebrating Yeah, now? strictly anniversaries for people who are celebrating their 50th or on. But, don't, but, but do you usually celebrate those with other people? Like, do you have a big oh, party? Oh, yeah, 50th wedding anniversaries. Yeah, if you can live that long with one woman... Yeah, but what happens? But what do you? Is there an age limit? Because wouldn't you invite your, uh, your grandson, who's maybe 18... Yeah, but they don't usually. They're usually good when grandma and grandpa are there. Oh, you think uh, you think the uh, the overseers of grandma yeah, and grandpa's uh, you know wedding? they want to show their you know got a good bringing up by their parents and their grandparents. Now the other old guy with me, he said we should have a strip club down there. Okay, 
Well, Brad, and tell me, you've been around here a while. Brad Williams told me a couple of weeks ago when we were talking, we just kind of talked about this once in a while. He said there used to be like a hot dog business there. Uh, and it was a private business, but he got that that area. I don't know if he was working out of the building. I think it was just, I don't know. But uh, maybe it was out of the building, and he was running a hot dog. But then other businesses got mad because he had, he had this awesome territory on the right. north side of the park. I, I and they were. That's why I think the, the city of La Crosse does not belong in the food industry or anything like that to compete with the people that are paying taxes. What about the wedding industry, though? Well, same thing with the wedding industry. So should we sell the building? Well, another thing is we were thinking a homeless shelter for the homeless people in the wintertime. Now, nobody's brought that up yet. Okay, are we, are we doing are, – are well, that would be the, the best place to live in all the city, I think. Oh, sure. People with riverfront property. Yeah, homeless people getting the 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 best uh, the I mean they, they don't, I don't know how many people you could get in there but um, I suppose twenty five or thirty I mean the, the talk is now the city and the county want to uh, go into the motel business or hotel business for the winter months mm-hmm. so I mean you know why go buy one when we got one down there put some cots down there or something yeah I, and then we're doing the the we're thinking about doing the public market thing which is not really in that area though right that's just the down the down the river a little bit so yeah we couldn't like combine i i don't know i feel like it just whatever whatever can can kind of tag off what the part what you do at the park yeah. um you know what if we what if we rent that out to the big boat dock business and well, they want to the boats are coming in you know when they get those new levees built and that's going to bring business downtown, but uh, the restaurants are all hep about it, or the city's got them all hepped up about it. But the trouble is with those big boats that come to town, four or five buses follow the boats. Like like four or five buses of what? Just Empty buses, and then they take the people off the boat and take them around the Sure. Yeah, I mean, the country. They might, they might dock in Lacrosse and eat in uh, Trempolo or go to West Salem and eat. They're not necessarily going to eat down Lacrosse. Sure. Yeah, I just feel like if we could, if we could, like, have uh, complement uh, the things that are going on in the park with that building somehow. Um, but but having a private business in there, I think other private business, you, you'd have to auction it off. Who wants to rent this building for maybe a five year deal? And how many millions of dollars would a business be willing to pay to, to, to rent out that building? But the neighbors don't want it, so, so they there's don't that. don't want it, no. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's the way my—nobody listens to me anyway, but I do want one thing. I want to know where the eagle is. You know, it's supposed to come back shortly. Well, I go down there every once in a while, and I'm missing my friend. Yeah. Yeah, and that's and you heard Jared last week, right? He said it was Yeah, okay. yeah, he had to say something. Yeah, he couldn't give us a date. He didn't like no, you. No, no, no. Probably over in uh Taiwan Tommy getting fixed. Well, he's you know, but probably had some special welder. I think that thing's metal, right? So they probably had to have some special welder come well, in. Well, I fix looked it. at it one day, the it was the bottom uh foot and a half that was rusted. I would have just cut off the rust and popped it back on a stand again a little bit better and left it go. Yeah, I hear you. All right, I got to let you go. I got to take another quick break. We'll be back. All right, welcome back to the Crosstalk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talking text line. Talking about what to do with that fish hatcheries building on the north side. Libertarian guy texted in, sell it. 
I think Northside Kent, who is the mayor out of the Burger King, he works out of the Burger King there, the the uh, defunct Burger King on the north side. That's where his mayoral office is. Kent, go ahead. Hey, I'm up, I'm up here in my office, Rick, on the uh, upper floor of the Burger King on George Street. Uh, when when do you start campaigning? I, I feel like you're going to have an election here in a couple. Do you do, you do the same election cycle as uh, Mitch? No, I have I have a whole bunch of mail-in ballots in my basement. I already filled out. I'll be sending them in. Okay, sounds good. All right, what you got? Anyway, Kent? hilarious. That building down at Riverside Park, I know I talked to you and Dr. Chikowski about it. If, if that was across from your house, you'd be thinking every weekend, hey, free buffet, let's go eat for free. Yeah, but for at the end of the day, what are we going to do with the Northside Firehouse? Yeah, the old, you know? that old building? Yeah, we. I mean, we had Gilliam on here last week or two weeks ago, and we were talking about that a little bit. And a, I got a perfect idea for it. A strip club. <laughs> oh, it's that? already got a pole in it, right? <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, yeah. That... Put a couple bars in there, and the Northsiders will be down there. Yeah, I think uh, I need a ping pong table, too, though. Ping pong table. Uh, we'll, put, we'll put one in for you, Rick. Free right. buffet, buddy. All right, thanks for the call. Uh, Sally's calling in. Sally, I think you're, you you wanted to talk about the Robert E. Lee statue that's coming down in Virginia? Yeah, today they're taking down a statue of a riding General Lee in West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Why are they taking down the horse? Didn't the horse vote Democratic? <laughs> did, they leave, did they leave the horse? No, why are they taking down the horse? Oh, yeah, probably... <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the call. Yeah, they should leave the horse. What did the horse do? The horse didn't. I mean, the horse is part of the uh, the Confederate Army, right? So the horse is, you know, isn't uh, aligned with the the now United States. It was a Confederate horse, so we had to take down that horse. That was a good one. Uh, it would be hard, I think. It would be like if the eagle statue in Riverside Park, if we wanted to get rid of the eagle but keep the nest, uh, it would be, I think, a little bit of work to do to un to to. I guess you wouldn't be welding it, but you'd be torching off the eagle. Uh, if the eagle, maybe someday we decide that we're going to cancel eagles, uh, the bald eagle here in America somehow. <laughs> all right, that's all I got. Thanks. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening.